0: So, uh, this morning, why don't we turn to 1 Thessalonians, the second chapter. In the New Testament, 1 Thessalonians, one of the first books written in the New Testament, actually, by Paul. Uh, The books don't appear in the order in which they were written, but you know what? I don't care how they put them in there as long as they're in there. While you're turning there, I'll say this also. the, the things that God gives me to preach on are not just random. Uh, he puts things in my heart. And you know, I don't know what you believe, but I believe that He gives me His very best to give to you. Amen. And so the things He gives me are very precious to me. And uh, I want to make sure that they're precious to you also. You, you need to receive them and realize that, hey, this isn't just another good talk, but you're hearing from the Lord today. Amen. I'm not just speaking out of my head. I'm endeavoring to minister out of my heart. And so, uh, open your heart up real wide and appreciate the things that the Lord gives your pastor and the Lord will give your pastor more things for you. Amen. I got convinced a long time ago, um, because, you know, you hear other preachers and they're so good. And and from the, from natural standpoint, I'd, I'd look and I'd think I could never preach like that. And you know what I, you know what happened? I couldn't preach like that. But I realized that the gift that God put in me when He gave me the gift uh, to minister was not inferior to anybody's gift. Amen. And so now for a long time I believed that and I preached like that. Amen. And do my best. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not. I'm not saying I can't make a mistake. I can. And I have. Praise the Lord. And you know what? You want to see more mistakes? Just keep hanging around. I'll probably make another one. (laughs) Amen. But don't judge me. Don't criticize me. Pray for me. Because what if you were up here looking at you? <laughs> you might make a, a mistake or a few. Huh? I might quote a verse uh, wrong. and uh, But if you're sitting there going, John 5:10, that was John 10:5, bless God. You just missed life-changing revelation from heaven. Is that right? Amen. So, praise God, I, be- I have something for you today. I said all that to say this. I believe it is precious material. Uh, let's read the 13th verse, 1 Thessalonians 2. Paul was writing and he said, We thank God continually because when you received the word of God, I want you to notice that phrase, when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as it actually is, well, what it, what is it, Paul? The word of God, which is at work in you who believe. Well, it doesn't say it, but we could say without doing any damage to it, it's not at work in those who don't believe. Right? But, but notice again, he says, when you received the word of God, what you heard from us, you didn't receive it just as a word from a man. You received it as it is in truth, the word of God, which works effectually in you who believe. I want to minister to you probably for the next couple weeks on this subject, how to receive from the word of God. How to receive from the word of God. Now, folk might hear that and say, well, that's really elementary. Well, don't turn it off. Don't turn it off, because even if it is elementary, even if it is basic, there might be some things you've not gotten before out of it. Besides that, Hebrews 2 tells us to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we let them slip. The Greek the Greek there actually says that they would run out like a leaking vessel. Well, you don't want to know something and uh, be doing something and be blessed from it, and then you forget about it, get your mind off it and it runs out and you're not doing it anymore. So we always need to be refreshed and reminded about things. Is that right? So how to receive from the word of God. The Lord since I've been preaching and teaching the Lord has not given me a lot of specific instruction concerning what to emphasize concerning what to preach, concerning what to teach. He'll tell me, you know, on a week to week basis and and just deal with me and something will seem right. And you know then we go but he did say one specific thing to me and as far as I know it's, it's about the only thing he's really specifically dealt with me about to emphasize he I heard very distinctly one day before we even moved here and I don't mean I heard it audibly but you know you can hear the voice of God on the inside of you and I heard him say to me you're gonna to have to do a lot of preaching and teaching concerning the fact that the Bible is the Word of God Well, that struck me really, really wrong, to be honest with you, because where we were, uh, we didn't know anybody that wasn't a Christian. You know, and matter of fact, most everybody we knew was a minister. And so, you know, I didn't know what area I was coming to. I just knew what he said. And I kind of said back to him, well, Lord, people know that. (laughs) And he said, no, they don't. No, they don't. And you know what I came to find out? Not even all the Christians I knew Though on paper, if they had uh, if they had a question, do you believe the Bible is the Word of God, a little box that said yes, a little box that said no, they'd all check yes. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean that you know it. In other words, that you have heart revelation of it. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Just because you agree with something mentally does not mean it's real to you. And so I see now, after having pastored a couple years, you know, and, and uh, trying to obey that, why he told me, because it's absolutely foundational if you're gonna receive from God, that you, that, that you need to believe the right thing about this book here. Can you say amen? And so I wanna start out real basic, but real basic does not mean real boring, does it? No. no. I, I said how to receive from the Word of God. Let me even start out by saying, what do we mean when we say the Word of God? What did Paul mean when he said, when you received the word of God from us, what did he mean by word of God? they didn't even have the Bible back then, but see what he was writing was the word of God. What he was speaking was a word from God. Amen. And so God can speak through a man, can he? And he can speak to you through a man. I mean, uh, and it can be a word from God but then there is the written word of God and you know what what makes us different from a church down the street what makes the different denominations different from one another why are there different denominations you know what the answer is time and time again it's what they believe about this Hmm? if you had to say you know pastor what one thing is it that separates uh, different denominations. Because you get that question a lot. Well, if, if we're all supposed to be one, why do we have different groups? So much of the time, it all boils down to, it's what they believe about this. They believe different things concerning this book. You, you find a lot of perspectives in a lot of different places. Some people, of course, some people would, would just as soon burn them all. You know, you know that. Get rid of them. But uh, they're losers. They're not going <laughs> to... that's not going to happen but some believe that this is strictly a human perspective of God and so really and truly they wouldn't call this the Word of God they believe that it's just a human perspective of God other people believe that that this book contains some of the words of God well how do you how are you supposed to know what's the Word of God and what's not well the way they do it is if it disagrees with what man believes, then it's not the word of God. If it agrees with man and science, then it is the word of God. Well, that's that's a tough that's a tough place to be in. Some people accept this book to the degree that they can mentally understand it. And if I can figure it out, then that's the word of God. Well, so that puts us in the position where you got to be smart enough to get it. Huh? Have to be educated enough to understand it. And then some folk uh, believe that this is the inerrant, inspired word of the living God. In other words, everything in it is the word of God. And I want you to know that if you're going to receive from God, and if you had to, if you uh, were to ask me, Pastor, what is the emphasis of your whole ministry? Um, it would be those couple words, how to receive from God. You know, I mean, uh, you could almost take any message that I ever preach. And somewhere in that message, uh, we could be preaching on, on uh, I don't know, tithes and offerings. Uh, just about anything. Anything you might think is unrelated. But somewhere in that message is how to receive from God that's where most people's problems are they need help from the Lord and um, so making that connection between heaven and earth is what the emphasis of my ministry is there's uh, for instance I announced that there's that end time conference man I believe in those things I read those things some study those things some but that's not the emphasis of what the Lord's put on my heart all right so I'm not preaching on that every other week you know what I mean And so I I feel like I can help the most people the most often by emphasizing that. And it's on my heart anyhow. But if you're going to receive from God, you've got to. You must take that last position. You believe that this book is the word of God. And you must believe that for the simple reason that you cannot receive from God without faith. And faith is simply trust. And you cannot trust something that you don't know is reliable. If the whole thing isn't the word of God, then which parts do we listen to? Which parts don't we? Which part do we, can we stand on? Which part can't we? I like, I like this verse. You don't have to turn there, but listen to it. Proverbs twenty five nineteen. It says, confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint there's going to come the time in everybody's life where you're going to need to stand on the Word. Right. I don't mean physically necessarily, but I mean I just mean you're going to need to put your trust in it yes. and know that it's not like a broken tooth. In other words, you go ever go to bite down on something and you have a broken tooth, you can't put the weight on it. Or if you turned your ankle, you can't put your weight on it. Right. Well, you need to be able to put your weight on the Word of God if you don't believe that that's what this is. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that. Well, what about people that aren't convinced of that? It's not enough to just say, believe that this is the Word of God. Uh, How how do you do that? Well, how do you believe anything? With your heart, by faith. How does faith come? By hearing from God, amen. So I want us to look at the very beginning of this series, and I believe we're gonna get into some things that that are wonderful for you. And you know what, this is for everybody. It, you may be going into your 90s. All right. This is for you. You may be in high school. This is for you. The answers to your life is in this book written years and centuries ago. Yes. Amen. It's just as alive today as it ever was. Amen. Amen. You Amen. want to know what to do with your life. You want to know who to marry, how to live. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not going to give you the names, but it'll give you the principles. Yes. Yes. Amen. And if you ignore it, you're going to go through life with regrets at the end. You are. I'm not trying to threaten you. I'm just telling you the truth and I'm telling you strong. I mean, I, there were there were years of my life where I didn't want to hear about God. I didn't want to serve God. But thank God, man, he I finally, b- beside my stubbornness, he got through. Praise God. So let me give you some reasons. How come this is what we say it is? I mean, a... a a book from God. Amen. Number one, common sense tells us. I mean, just common sense. What are the chances that 40 human authors over a 1500 year period could write 66 books that all teach the same principles and all point to one person, Jesus Christ, (laughs) and harmonize with one another? Hello, what are the chances naturally of that happening? What if we planned it, just set it out. Okay, we're not going to tell any of these different people what we're doing. And, and uh, you know, we'll just, every century, we'll get somebody. No, impossible. Right. I mean, if, if you didn't have, if you didn't hear a sermon, if you didn't, if, if you just knew that much, right. the common sense mm-hmm. would tell you that, man, this is not just a newspaper Amen. in leather. <laughs> Hello. Uh, it, it, was, it would be impossible. Then, then secondly, The testimony of millions tells us. Because through the decades, through the centuries, people's lives have been transformed by the words on the pages of the Bible. And you know what? I'm one of them. How about you? Has the word affected your life any? Hmm? If it hasn't, I have to ask you, have you ever read it? Have you ever uh, put it into practice? Because there's no such thing as putting it into practice day after day and feeding on it day after day, and it doesn't produce change. That's impossible. And then, thirdly, history tells us that the Bible is the Word of God. History tells us. Do you know that two thirds of this book is what we call prophecy? In other words, they were facts recorded ahead of time. Amen. I don't know if anybody saw that movie and I don't remember which movie it was it was years back I guess where the, this, this one person had this special gift that the newspaper tomorrow's newspaper would come to him the day bef- the day before. How would you like to get tomorrow's newspaper today? You wouldn't like that? There'd be a lot of lottery tickets bought. Amen. A lot of wagering on sports events. Amen. I don't know why I'm saying amen. (laughs) Because I'm thinking that would be good, but it wouldn't. That would not be right. Anyhow, two-thirds of this book is events that were recorded before they happened. And guess what? Most of them came to pass just like he said. One of my favorites is in the book of Isaiah when it talks about Jesus. And it said, Behold, a virgin shall conceive. I mean, and shall bear a son. (laughs) Talking about the anointed one. And guess what? A virgin conceived. The impossible happened. Amen. The son was born. Put yourself in, in the shoes of the person writing that. 750 years before it happened, by the way. And you're writing that and you're thinking, people are going to think I have jumped off the deep end. Virgins don't conceive. But... But it's the word. It's, it's God. And I know it's God because I've walked with God for years. And if I've ever known, if I've ever heard from him, I'm hearing from him now. Amen. And so history bears witness to the fact that the Bible is the word of God. I mean, uh, you know, people will argue all the time. You'll find these shows and those. Are, Did Moses really write the first five books of the Bible? And all these things that are going to question the word of God. Do you know that the further we've gone in history... The further we've gone in science, the further we've gone in archaeology, it's proven the Bible correct instead of proving it incorrect. Amen. Amen. Well, isn't that amazing? God was able to (laughs) prove what he what he said. And so common sense tells us the testimony of millions tells us that this is the word of God. History tells us. But I want to tell you the most important one. And that is that the word itself tells us tells us some things about what it is. Turn with me to the book of 2 Timothy. Now, if you're in 1 Thessalonians, you just have to go forward about, oh, I don't know, four or five pages. A little more than that, maybe. But it's just a couple books away. 2 Timothy, chapter 3. Faith comes by hearing the Word. So faith in the Word of God... Is going to come from the Word of God. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. You know, faith doesn't come by seeing miracles. How many? You know, I like seeing miracles, but that doesn't produce faith. You remember the rich man and Lazarus, that story that Jesus told, which is a true account. He didn't say it's a parable. Uh, He gave real names, real real places, real real facts. And uh, you know, he said, of course, the rich man died and went to hell, not just because he was rich, but because of his heart. Amen. And so he went. He went to hell, and he begged Abraham, who was there at the time, to send Lazarus, who was in paradise, up from the dead to his five, to his five, four or five brothers, whatever it was, to tell them not to come to this place. Do you know if anybody you know want, went, ever went to hell? They they do not want you to come. Right. right. You get some folks belligerent folk, you know. Get a couple beers in them and then then they say, yeah, we're going to all our buddies. We're all going to hell together. It's not going to be a party. Right, right. It is not going to be a party. I don't even like preaching it, but you know, you have to. Right, right. You have to. We're supposed to warn people right, right. about the place. Right. Amen. The best reason to come to Jesus is because he loves you. Mm-hmm. But if you won't do that, and I don't, I didn't, wouldn't do that. I didn't care that he loved me. What did I care? I didn't think I needed him. Mm. Big deal. He loves me. Thank you. <laughs> But when, when, when I got really, really sick at the age of 17 and the doctor said, I don't know what's wrong with you or if you're going to live. I, I realized in a flash that I may die. And if I die, I, I don't know how I knew it. I didn't know if I believed in heaven and hell, but I knew I wasn't going to heaven. Mm-hmm. I, how do you know? I don't know. I just knew on the inside that if I died, I wouldn't be in heaven. And so, you know, part of my seeking God was because I was scared of hell. And you know what? That worked also. It's, it's the best way is to be loved in. Yes. Amen. But if you got to scare somebody in. <laughs> you know, somebody said if you scare people in, you got to keep them, keep them scared. But no, you know what? I I, I, I was scared, so I came. But that, but I found love, and the love changed me. Amen. I just wasn't open to it prior. Second Timothy three. Did you find that? What does the Bible say about the Bible? Verse 16 says, all scripture, can everybody say all scripture? scripture. Is God breathed. Ooh, do you like that? God God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. What's the purpose of the word? God wants you ready for good things. Amen. Amen. But before you get the good things, you have to be taught. You may have to be rebuked. Do you know there's a lot of Christians they cannot take a rebuke. You have to be able to be corrected and trained. Some come with the attitude that I'm already and I'm already trained. I'm already, you know, no correction at all. Forget about the rebuke. A, a rebuke is a harsh correction. Amen. But the Word of God will give you that. That's right. And it's so that you can be prepared for good. That's right. That's right. Amen. 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 Have you ever prayed, Lord, correct me if you need to? Lord, rebuke me if you need to? Hmm? Ever had the Lord rebuke you? Ever had Him say, knock it off right now? <laughs> Would the Lord say something like that to you? Would he ever say, dry up those tears, you baby? (laughs) (laughs) The Lord will rebuke you. Did the Lord ever rebuke anybody when he was here on this earth? Amen. The wind, the waves, and his disciples. Amen. Amen. And the Pharisees. He'd be up. I mean, how many would like to see videos of Jesus preaching? (laughs) Well, praise God. How about a cassette tape if you couldn't get a video? You can get a cassette, all you have to do is turn to the parts he spoke, read it into a tape player, and then play it back. (laughs) But he'd be walking around preaching the good news, and then the the religious people were there, the church members, the preachers and teachers. And he'd say, you hypocrites! Just out in public, rebuke people! Amen! that well let's look at this verse again all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching rebuking correcting and training in righteousness <laughs> amen if you want the Lord's direction you, ha- you got to be open to his correction amen. amen if you want his guidance you got to be open to a rebuke I'm not saying he will he's not out to get you like we said but come on I mean it once in a while if you're training uh, you know even training kids in the natural Ever had your mom, grandma, or whoever it was, or your dad rebuke you because you're doing something contrary to your training? <laughs> we didn't train you this way. Mm-hmm. Cut it out. <laughs> Amen. Or you're grounded. See, I never understood the grounding thing. I think they'd want to get rid of me for a couple weeks, not not keep me in for a couple weeks. <laughs> So why don't you send me out somewhere for a few weeks? Uh, the part I want you to notice is how it says all scripture is God breathed. God spoke it, even though a man wrote it. Uh, and other translations say all scripture is inspired <laughs> of God. Given by inspiration. Listen to this note, this, uh, this gentleman, Brother Schofield was real, you know, wrote some really good stuff. He was, he lived a long time ago. He said, uh, every word of the Holy Scripture is inspired or God-breathed. And, and listen to what he says. Without impairing the intelligence, individuality, literary style, or personal feelings of the human authors, God supernaturally directed the writing of Scripture so that they recorded in perfect accuracy his comprehensive and infallible revelation to man. Now listen to this: If God Himself had done the writing, the written word would be no more accurate and authoritative than it is. Isn't that g- good insight? And I didn't think I could say it better, so I felt like I just read His. Thank you. We'll, we'll get this. We'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> praise God. All Scripture. All Scripture all of it is god breathed well that's a big statement isn't it because you know what that tells me that if any of it if any of it is not the word of god then all of it is unreliable because what did the word say all if any of it you can't count on then all of it is unreliable all of it's like a broken foot you can't put your weight on it can't put your burden on it all of it's like a broken tooth, can't bite down. Mm-hmm. Right. And man, I need to, I need to sink my teeth into the word sometimes. I, you, I, hello, I have problems. Come, just like you have problems. Come, and we need to be able to take those problems. First Peter five says, cast your cares on the Lord. Anybody ever have a care? Hmm? Well, who's carrying it? Are you carrying it? You're disobeying the Bible. Let me let me rebuke you and correct you here. You're supposed to cast. Other translations say roll your cares. That means you you, you, you pick cast. What's that mean? What, what would I do if I cast this Bible across the room right now? <laughs> cast your cares. Cast them onto him. Amen. Amen. Is that easy on your flesh? No. No. It is if you don't have any cares, you sit there and go, oh yeah, I can do that. <laughs> you get a couple of cares, man, you cast them Uh, you know, when it's time to go to bed, you cast them and then you look and there they are stuck to you again. And you got to cast them off. But you know what? If you're serious about obeying God, you won't keep your cares because you realize that if you're in disobedience, he's not doing anything about the problem. You got it. He doesn't. You want him to have it. Amen. Oh, that's not easy on your flesh. The Bible says that all scripture is God breathed. Woo, glory to God. Man, that means I can count it. That means if he said it. Man. Go to Proverbs 30. Let's look at another another witness here along these lines. Proverbs 30. How many like the book of Proverbs? Man, I, I love. It, it, I call it condensed Bible. Because you could take a, a chapter of the Old Testament and they could say the same thing in one verse in Proverbs. Huh? Because, well, then they take a chapter to explain it. But how many know that condensed truth? Oh, boy, it's powerful. Proverbs 30, did you find that? Look at verse 5. You're going to like this. You might want to mark this in your Bible. if, If you don't feel like you can write in your Bible, buy one you can write in, all right? Every word of God is flawless. Every word of God. What is the word of God? All scripture. Every word of God is flawless. King James says, every word of God is pure. He's a shield to those who take refuge in him. And verse six says, do not add to his words or he'll rebuke you and prove you a liar. Amen. So we kind of see here, God is quite serious about his word. You're in Proverbs there. If you go forward a couple books, you'll find the book of Isaiah. Listen, everybody, God has given us his word, but I want you to know he has bound himself to his word. Now, a lot of Christians jump off the boat right here because they they live by and they will swear by you can't ever tell what God's going to do. That's wrong. Are you hearing me? Well, you can't never tell. How would you like me to say that about you? Hmm? How would that make you feel? Would that make you feel great? No, you want to take my teeth out. (laughs) Amen. How would you like somebody to say that about you? I'll tell you one thing. um, (laughs) I do not like, you know, say I'm a bad preacher if you want. Fine. (laughs) Say I'm a bad this, say I'm a bad that. But start to start questioning my character and my integrity. And uh, oh man, I get upset about that. You know what I mean? And, and if I if I hear, oh, you know, brother Joel, you can't. I know, I know what he said, but you just can't. You can't count on that. See, you're you're attacking the very core of who I am. But don't people do that with the Lord all the time? Well, you know, you know. Don't I know the Bible says that? But you know, God's sovereign. They hide behind that dumb word. Sovereign, which means he's free to just change it anytime he wants. He's free to just override it. Wrong, Mm baloney, garbage, trash, Mm -hmm. spit it out. Amen. I know that's strong, but I'm telling you, it's being preached right now from pulpits all over this area. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What does the Bible say? Hmm. Figure God knew what he, you know, what's right? What does God, what does the Bible say? Isaiah 55. Verse 10. i actually back up to to verse eight, because here's where people start. My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Question, is that true? Are his ways higher than our ways? And then he goes on to say, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Is that true? And that's what people read. And then they say, well, you know what? The Lord's ways are higher than our ways. So just ask that his will be done and be done with it. But they don't read the rest of it. Hello. The rest of the story, like Paul Harvey says. Verse 10. This is God talking to everybody as the rain and snow come down from heaven. Anybody seen snow before? Yes. And do not return to it without watering the earth. Hey, let me ask you a question. Has it rained this summer? Yeah. Anybody had to mow? <laughs> uh-huh. Amen. So the rain waters the earth before it evaporates, right. making it blood, bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. Look at verse 11. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Hallelujah. If you've never said amen before in your life, that's a good verse to say amen after. And I just imagine the Lord up in heaven when, when, when so-called preachers get in the pulpit and say, well, listen, uh, I I you know, God's thoughts are higher than your thoughts. God's ways are higher than your ways, so just accept His ways. I imagine God's in heaven going, read the next verse! (laughs) The Word of God is His thoughts. The Word of God is His ways. You can know them. He didn't say, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts, so just, you know, sorry. No, He said, here they are. They're higher than yours. Replace your thoughts with my thoughts. Replace your ways with my ways, and then you'll live on my level. Glory to God. Mm. Pastor might get excited. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, as the rain and snow comes down from heaven, that's reliable, and they don't go back up without producing. Watering the earth, making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So shall my word be. So is my word. Yes. In other words, my word will produce just like the rain waters the grass. Right. Amen. Right. Amen. And if it doesn't, he's a liar. Right. Are you hearing me? Right. If it doesn't, he's, it's a broken ankle and a broken tooth. You can't rely on it. Right. Right. Amen. Amen. He said, and I, I promise you, I mean, when I read this verse and listen to it as coming from the Lord, it's read strong. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty. Yes. Oh, brother, pastor, but I know somebody that they believe the word of God and it didn't work for them. You do not know anybody that got in faith and stayed in faith and the word didn't work for them. Uh-huh. That's right. hmm? That's right. That's right. You know, somebody that might have look to Jesus as the author of their faith, but they didn't stay through till the finisher part. Hmm? Right, right, right. Amen. Are there all kinds of people out there that genuinely believed the word of God and, and stood in faith and God just let them down? Oh, sorry, forgot. Were you in faith? I didn't see you in faith. Sorry. Whoops, my mistake. Has that ever happened? No. Huh? Is there whole hundreds of people, you know, in some church somewhere saying, well, you got hurt by the Lord. We believed him. He didn't come through. No. There's folk that jump out on something without having much sense. There's folk that jump out in what they call faith and it's not faith at all. Right. Right. Amen. True. You do not know people. I do not know people that did what he said do. Amen. And stayed with it and didn't bail out and jump out the boat. Mm-hmm. You do not know anybody. And God just sat there and said, Nope, I'm not going to, this time, for some unknown reason, I'm not going to help them. You, you don't know it. it. It has not happened. If it has, we have no business serving Him. That's right. Amen. Let's, like the Bible says, eat, drink, and be merry. <laughs> right. Amen. And most of us are doing that anyhow. <laughs> Hopefully not drinking the wrong stuff, but but you know what I mean? No, so shall my word be, which goes forth out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty. Praise God. It will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Did he send any words concerning healing? Then those words will achieve their purpose. Yes. Did he, did he uh, send any words concerning provision in your life? Those words will achieve their purpose, but we have to work the word. Amen. Any words in there to help our relationship? Husbands and wives. Yes, those words will achieve their purpose. Huh? You don't have to nag your way there. I mean, trust the word. Stand on the word. God will deal with the other person. Amen. Amen. He has bound himself to his word. Man, I can keep preaching and keep preaching. So I will for just a second. Um, Jeremiah 1, a couple pages forward. Can you see why the Lord would have directed me to, to emphasize at least once in a while concerning how reliable the word is? Because it's not, it's not people do not know it like they should. And even if you're grounded in it, oh man, you need to hear it. You need to hear it. Stir yourself up over it. Jeremiah 1, verse 12. The Lord said to me, said to Jeremiah, you have seen correctly, I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. How many like that one? King James says, I will watch over my word to perform it. Well, what if he doesn't? If his word is no good, he's no good. That's right. he's no, if his word is no good, he's no good. You can't separate God from his word. No. No. Can I stand up here and tell you that I'm a person of integrity and not a liar and then go out and lie and my word be no good? Is there such a thing as, well, you know what? That's a really good person. Um, they'll lie to you, but they're a really good hearted individual. <laughs> no such thing. You're right. If your word's no good, you're no good. Right. Hmm? We need to get back to that. Anybody remember uh, your, your father, your grandfather telling you, but, uh, you know, son, daughter, your word is your bond. Yeah. Hmm? Remember when a handshake was everything? Yeah. Don't we need to get back to some of those things? Yeah. Now folk will just lie to you as soon as they look at you. Mm-hmm. Amen. God said, I'll watch over my word to perform it. I'll watch over it. See that it's fulfilled glory to God uh, you, now you're in Jeremiah 1 Isaiah is that, that book right where we just were go to the 43rd chapter this one last place we will have you turn I'm, I'm just, just stirring you up God has bound himself to his word Isaiah 43 do you know when you pray and do you know you should pray Amen. There's nothing more fun. If, if prayer is a drudgery to you, if it's if it's really tough work to you, you're doing it wrong. Amen. If you know how to pray and, uh, oh, man, how important that is. I can't wait. Actually, we're, we're having a great series on Wednesdays that we're teaching. But once that's done, I believe we'll get back to what we started on Wednesday night, which was just emphasizing the subject of prayer a little bit. But anyhow, we, we're, we're kind of doing both the last couple But when you go to the Lord in prayer, take his word to him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I said, take his word to him. How many remember John 15, verse seven, where Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask whatever you will and it'll be done to you. So he's talking about prayer. Ask him what he didn't say. You can ask whatever I will. He said, you can ask whatever you will. Well, you mean I can ask for anything? If the word's abiding in you, you're not going to ask for the wrong things. That's right. That's right. Amen. He said, if you abide in me, stay in me. How do you abide in him? You get in him. You get born again. Amen. And then my words abide in you. In other words, my words have their home in you. Then you can ask whatever you will and it shall be done to you. If you were to look at that verse, you'd notice that he uses that word you about five times. Makes me realize this, whether our prayers are heard and answered has more to do with you. Has more to do with us than him. He's ready. Amen. And now here in Isaiah 43, oh, uh, you got to read the 25th verse because it's so good. He said, I, even I, am he that blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. Then the NIV says, review the past for me. Let us argue the matter together. State the case for your innocence. Listen to the King James, it says, put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. What are we supposed to put him in remembrance of? His word. Do you know everybody? That when you go to prayer and, and, you know, some folk, when they pray they you think that they were in one place and and God was just all the way across the country, you know, because they they're so standoffish. No, he's your father. He's your father. He's made you righteous. You can come boldly to him without feeling guilty, without fear, feeling inferior. He's made it that way and he loves it. All oh, religious people would say, how dare you do that? You insolent person. <laughs> but he loves it when you come to him and you say, Father, you said. That's right. Huh? That's right. That's right. I mean, that's only natural for a little kid. You say we're going to an amusement park or we're going somewhere. And then you wake up in the morning. If you're not ready at six o'clock, they come in and they say, you said it was today. Get up. And if you didn't lie, up you go. You said, have you ever prayed and said, Father, you said. You can do that. He has bound himself to his word. He, God Almighty, does not have liberty to go against his word because he said he wouldn't. And he shouldn't have said he wouldn't if he didn't mean it. Praise God. I mean, you can count on it. You can rely on it. He has given his word preeminence. It will never change. It is the final authority. But most Christians don't know it. They don't see it the way God sees it. Now, I need to close. I am closing. I don't want you to turn to these scriptures. Just jot down the references if you're taking some notes. And I want to read these to you. What does God think about his word? Listen to Psalm 138, verse 2. This is in the Amplify Bible. It says, you have exalted above all else your name and your word, and you have magnified your word above all your name. God has put his word in a place of preeminence, magnified it above his name. He wants it to be, he wants it to be crystal clear that you can take me at my word, you can stand on my word. John 1, in the beginning was the Word. <laughs> sure. Praise God. Listen to Matthew 5, 18. Jesus was talking. He said, I tell you the truth until heaven and earth disappear. heaven Is earth here? Yes. Okay, so this is for now. Not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law till everything's accomplished. In other words, the dot of the I, the cross of the T, I mean the little part of it is going to stay put. Amen. Amen. Mark thirteen thirty one says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. 1 Peter 1, 23rd verse says, You've been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. You've been born again through the Word of God. Amen. You heard it, and what did it do? It didn't return empty, it produced in you. Passed you from death to life, made you a new creature. Amen. It goes on to say, All men are like grass. It's not easy being green. And all their glory like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall. Right? Grass doesn't last forever. But the word of the Lord stands forever. And this is the word that was preached to you, it says. Psalm 119, 89 says, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Amen. And do you know that it is? But is it settled in you? Well, to varying degrees. depends on how much you've put it in you. How much you fed you. Amen. Don't just think it's automatically settled in you. When the time of test and trial comes, we'll see. Amen. We'll see. Is it or or is it not? You know. Um, Revelation 22. John was writing. He said, I testify to every man that hears the words of this prophecy of this book. If any man adds to these things, God will add to him. The plagues written in this book. (laughs) And if any man takes away... From the words of the book god will take away his part out of the book of life in other words god was able to get us this word exactly like he wanted it folk will say oh it's been changed over the years no 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 god's a big god if he can keep the earth spinning he could get us a book written the way he wanted it written yes i realize it's you know we're not reading it in the original language so sometimes there's trans listen In the original, it's the way he wanted it. Amen. 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 He said it exactly the way he meant it. Well, maybe God didn't mean that. If he said it plain, he meant it that way. Amen. It is complete. It's all we need for right now. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Now, there's such a thing as hearing from God on the specifics. But listen, any hearing from God has to come in line with the with the word of God. Mm -hmm. Amen. You put the word first, not the spirit first, because you don't know whether it's the Holy Spirit or something else if you don't know the word. Amen. That's how you know he'll never lead you against the word of God. You can stand on this word. You can build your life on it. God wrote this book. God wrote this book. Are you here? Why don't we say that a time or two? God wrote this book. Say it again. God wrote this book. Praise God. Let's stand up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your word. We thank you that it's a word we can stand on. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you for what you've spoken to us. Lord, we take it to heart. We count it as precious. Thank you for your words, every one of them. Glory. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Glory God. to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Every head bowed for a moment. Every eye closed, please.